You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. On radio, the original social media welcome Into Tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, April 23rd, 2021. Yep, our 26th year on the air, I am Dave Graveline. I am Chris Graveline. And we've got the rest of the team gathered round as well, including Beth and Naples Erasmo in South Beach. That's part of Miami. You know, it's actually part of Miami Beach. But people often say South Beach, Miami. Well, that's no such city. There's actually no such city as South Beach. It's Miami Beach. South Beach being an area. It's the south part of Miami Beach. Yes. Or Sobe, if you're cool. Um, <laughs> we've got Nosomi. We've got H. He's Horatio, but he prefers H. So that's easier and faster to say, especially with my swollen vocal cords. H. Yeah, it's, it's faster than Horatio. Yeah, that's painful. Uh-huh. No, it's not painful anyway. Um, we're, of course, gathered around this particular segment to share some more tech news and commentary with you. A lot of announcements, uh, big stuff from uh, Apple's event this past week, new iPads. They got MacBooks with their new M1 chips, new iMacs with six speakers and six colors. Ooh, They've got their new Find Me network, the Apple TV 4K, uh, all kinds of interesting stuff. And the new purple iPhone 12 and 12 mini. It's a good thing I'm not an iPhone fan. Yeah, well, I, Raise would, your hand. Who's going to get the purple iPhone? Oh, a couple of people maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Not me. I don't get anything with a Apple on it. That's because they have enough money. They don't need mine. Yeah, well, I need they, mine. Well, they're trying to get mine now because they, they must know that I just made the final payment on my iPhone 10R because I'm having issues now with my speaker and microphone. Because I can't, I'm trying to dictate things to it, and I have so, to scream in order for the phone to understand what I'm trying to say. So the 10R, the R must stand for arg. Yeah, apparently. Sound I, I but that's funny because it. you did say you I just made the last payment. Last month's payment to T-Mobile covered the 24th payment on my stupid, expensive iPhone. Get an Android. No. <laughs> well, then your microphone and speaker would work. Well, I already told you how I'm going to fix it. I'll just make sure I keep my Jabra earbuds with me at all times. So if I actually get a phone call, I'll pop my earbud in my ear. And are you? Not currently. Well, well. see, there you go. I'll just talk on speaker. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Ford Motor Company said last week that it'll start putting its hands-free highway driving technology in some of its pickup trucks and Mustang models later this year. The automaker said its Blue Cruise technology will be offered on its 2021 model year F-150 pickup trucks and the Mustang Mach-E electric crossovers equipped with its co-pilot 360 driver assistance package. Rivals General Motors and Tesla also offer similar driving assistance technologies called the Super Cruise and Autopilot, respectively, none of which do what they say they'll do. 
So be careful. Stay behind the wheel and pay attention when you engage some of these blue crews, autopilots, super cruises, whatever. Yeah, because Ford said that they spent the last year conducting what they called the mother of all road trips. Oh, jeez. They sent all these vehicles on a collective 110,000-mile road trip. They're all like in a caravan or something? No, or just on scattered, scattered all around. Scattered around, but yeah. Uh, a collective 110,000 miles. Wow. And did they drive those 110,000 miles on their own? Is that the idea? Uh, probably. One would presume. But probably with somebody behind the wheel. Yeah, I hope. Not like the, the Tesla that I talked about, I think, in hour one that, uh, that crashed, and mm-hmm. the driver was apparently in the back seat while the vehicle was in autopilot. Oh, jeez. And he didn't move to the back seat. After the crash, they died in the crash. Correct. But he was in the back seat. Yeah. No driver. They said there were only two people in the vehicle. One person was in the passenger seat. One person was in the back seat. The guy in the back seat was presumed to be the driver. Oh, wow. Don't do that. A new feature coming to Venmo is making it easier for users to claim a stake in cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Oh. This past Tuesday, the digital payments app owned by PayPal announced a crypto option, which would allow its users to buy, sell, and hold cryptocurrency. Customers will get to choose between four types of cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and Bitcoin Cash. Venmo users can hold a stake in cryptocurrency starting with as little as a dollar. They can also share their acquisition of digital currency on their feeds. Um, Along with the ability to manage cryptocurrency, Venmo will provide guides within the app to learn more about how cryptocurrency works. And you know how much of a Bitcoin token you can get for a dollar? Just imagine more expensive than a zero point and as many zeros as you can possibly put before like a one or a two. Because right now, or as of the last time I looked the other day, $55,000 for one Bitcoin token. So can you imagine? Oh, I'll Venmo the thing to you. $55,000 in your Venmo account. I don't think so. Google announced that it will be removing its Play Movies and TV app from Roku and select smart TVs by makers like Samsung, LG, and Vizio on June 15th. Apple TV and iOS will continue, they say, to support the app, which will eventually be supplanted by Google TV. So if you've been doing Play Movies and TV, especially if you have it on a Roku device or Samsung, Vizio, LG TVs, you better find something else because it ain't going to be working after June 15th. Can we just play nice with everybody? Apparently not. Who plays nice anymore? Yeah. We do with our audience. Yeah. but Earlier this month, we learned that personal data from 533 million Facebook profiles had been scraped and posted on a website for hackers. And, of course, that's what they call it now, scraped. Yeah. Instead of hacked, which is really what it is, and gathered, they call it scraped yeah. because supposedly we won't be as upset about it. Yeah, well, Jeez. the data leak has prompted investigations, but it might not be the last such event. In fact, it's a problem that Facebook is reportedly expecting will come up again, and they hope it'll be viewed as normal when it does. Normal? <laughs> yeah. These people, what are they smoking? <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. In an email that was apparently mistakenly sent to a Belgian journalist, an unnamed member of the Facebook communications team outlined the company's long-term strategy for dealing with the problem. The email read, quote, longer term, though, we expect more scraping in Incidents and think it's important to both frame this as a broad industry issue and normalize the fact that this activity happens regularly. There's nothing normal about that, you yeah. idiots. Yeah. Protect our data. But, you know, uh. Facebook was contacted for a comment, but they refused. <laughs> no surprise there. Parental guidance is suggested. Yeah, they need some parental guidance. Holy moly. Apple plans to make the social media app Parlor 
available through its App Store again. The computer and smartphone company said in a letter to lawmakers this past week, the move follows improvements the conservative social media company made to, they say, better detect and moderate hate speech and incitement. According to Apple's letter, Apple said it engaged in substantial conversations with Parler since removing the platform from the App Store, and they added that it anticipates the updated app will become available as soon as Parler releases it. Well, I don't think they're going to wait too long. No. It's like they've been waiting to get back on the platform anyway. Yeah. So you can put it back on your iPhone if you'd well, like. It's, it's been on my iPhone since I already had it. it it's oh, that's still true. there. You just it's couldn't just, get it, it new. Work. It didn't work for a while. Yeah. Well, now make sure it works. Yeah. And apparently I read that uh, Mike Lindell, the, the MyPillow guy, mm-hmm. uh, was starting He's his... irritating as heck, but yeah. yeah but... but he apparently was starting his own social media network called Frank that was supposed to launch or we had planned to launch this past Monday, but apparently he's run into a whole bunch of snags. And <laughs> Why so... didn't he just call it Mike? <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe it's, I want to be frank with you. Maybe Probably. that's it. Could be. You could be so, frank on my platform. So we'll have to keep an eye out to see if that one ever comes to fruition. Wow. That, I wonder if it'll be soft and relaxing. Yeah, and have just as annoying jingle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wouldn't surprise me. Affordable broadband in New York State has become the focus of both recent legislation, which requires $15 per month tiers for all Internet service providers, and a philanthropic fund that gives some students free access. The $15 options will be available to eligible low-income households under the law and must provide download speeds of at least 25 megabits per second. So I'm wondering, is your community doing anything like that? Because I can see ISPs now, Internet service providers in New York State, that are saying, okay, fine, $15 a month, there you go. It's dial-up service. (laughs) Nope, 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 nope has to be speeds of at least 25 megabits per second. And that's what I get with uh, Comcast, and I'm paying $80 a month for it. Yeah, (laughs) and you barely get that anyway. Yeah. Yikes. In March, Sony announced that three of its classic game systems would lose access to the PlayStation Store, effectively cutting PS3, PS Vita, and PSP devices from buying new content. Uh Uh-oh. The decision was somewhat controversial among fans. Well, this week, Sony changed its mind, announcing on the PlayStation blog that the PlayStation Store would remain open, at least on the PS3 and PS Vita. Uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment President and CEO Jim Ryan wrote on the PlayStation blog, It's clear we made the wrong decision here. We see now that many of you are incredibly passionate about being able to continue purchasing classic games on PS3 and PS Vita for the foreseeable future. Well, I mean, they didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's nice of the company to own up to their mistake and say, okay, never mind. We're rolling back that plan. But come on. Now, commerce functionality for the PlayStation Portable will still expire on July 2nd, meaning that the PSP will no longer be able to buy any content from the digital storefront. Users should be able, however, to re-download any previously purchased games or media for the PSP. Because clearly they wanted people to simply upgrade, buy new systems, get all new gear. And fine. I mean, that's the company. They're in the business to have make business and make money. But you, you don't want to dump your people that have been supportive of you for a lot of years. Yeah. Of course. Well, you know, why do you think my iPhone uh, you know, started to break down the minute I made the last payment on it? Mm-hmm. Built-in obsolescence. Mm-hmm. An Australian judge has ruled that Google is liable for Android phones collecting and storing data, even when customers disabled location history, contrary to what Google led them to believe. The decision affects accounts created between January 2017 and December 2018, and a Google spokesperson said 
the company may appeal. I'm sure they will. <laughs> Do you think they've only got what you know a million attorneys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll see if they appeal the Australian judge's ruling. In more Google news, Google Assistant has a few more tricks up its sleeve, including one that lets it play nicely with iPhones and others that uh, simplify creating routines. Oh, uh, Google is tying this set of features together with a theme of making the day a little easier. Uh, but it goes quite beyond that, especially with regards to the iPhone. You can now ask Google Assistant on your Google-branded smart speaker to find your iPhone, even if it's on silent or do not disturb. Uh, you'll have to opt into your iPhone security settings to enable the feature, though. Yeah. Um, now, that may seem like a small improvement over previous features. Uh, Google Home could call your phone before, but it couldn't bypass the silent settings. Uh, but they're saying it's an actually a tremendous stride towards ecosystem interoperability. Yeah. Well, even ecosystem aside, if you misplace your phone, it happens to all of us. Come on. Everybody admit it. Then if, if, if you leave it on vibrate or worse, do not disturb, you... It's hard to find. Okay. Cameron lost his phone last weekend at my house, and he's like, call me, call me. So I'm calling him, but it was in silent, and we're having to listen. I had to turn the TV off, and we had to say, okay, quiet, be quiet, listen for the vibrate. We found it vibrating wedged in between uh, the couch. And of the course. Cushions. Probably after multiple attempts, multiple calls, right? Yeah. Does he have voicemail? Did it go to voicemail? It did, so I had to oh, keep calling. Stop and call again. Yeah. You know, now I, I I need to probably use one of these find iPhone things because I I lost mine for a while and couldn't find it. Of course, you know, I don't have a, a landline at my house, so it's not like I could call myself. So I'm going all over the house looking for my phone. Well, I, what you do is you drive over to my house and ask me to call you. Right. Well, I thought about. I, I actually had this thought, and I, and I and I probably shouldn't even admit this, but I actually had the thought of of texting you. To, Can you call my phone? And then I realized, wait, I can't do that. You can if you use your phone on your computer, on my, your laptop. My, my laptop was here at the studio at the, you, at the time. Well, that's dumb. You should be taking it home every single day to do work. Well, I, I, I ended up finding my phone about an hour later when I went to get a drink. It no, was, It was in the refrigerator. Didn't. You put your phone in the refrigerator? <laughs> I, I had gone when, when I got my drink initially. I had put it on the, the, the shelf in the refrigerator to get the, the pitcher of tea out. <sighs> And then didn't pick it back up. And you know, it wasn't until I've, I went to refill my glass that I found it. I've been to your house many times. And just like at my house, you have the counter right up against the fridge. So you do what I do and what normal people do. And you put the phone down on the counter. And you go in the fridge to do whatever you got to do, get whatever you got to get, and so forth. You never lay it down on the, f- in, on the shelf in the fridge or the <laughs> freezer even worse. Yeah. Well, the last time I lost the phone, I couldn't find it for like three hours, and then I finally found it. It was sitting on the charger next to my couch. I never thought to look at the charger. Christopher, that is very sad. <laughs> very, very sad. Oh, boy. Anyway, and in other news, SpaceX's new Starlink satellite internet service is still in a very limited beta testing period, but the company's already thinking ahead. As we spoke about here on Into Tomorrow recently, SpaceX has filed an application with the FCC for Starlink components that would allow the service to work with moving vehicles, but only for big moving vehicles. Elon Musk tweeted that the existing Starlink terminals are too big, even for his Tesla vehicles. And the idea is targeted at planes, RVs, trucks, and ships, at least initially, till they get it downsized dramatically. But can you imagine how the receiver equipment has to be so big that you couldn't put it in a car? That's, that's interesting. I, that's nuts. I mean, even in a trunk or something? Nope, too big. Wow. 
So, I mean, we'll have to see how that goes. Well, of course, they're also talking about the satellite dish itself that would be retrieving the signal. Pretty wild. Mm -hmm. Nick in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, thanks for joining us on Into Tomorrow. My question has to do with streaming video with cameras over Wi-Fi. I've had less than good results with choppy video, even when set to standard definition, even when the camera is right next to the router. So signal is not an issue. It's just horrible streaming. My router is a Linksys N900, so it's like 450, 450. Do I need to upgrade my router? Well, Nick, actually, yeah, I think you should probably look into upgrading your router. The N900 series was pitched in a weird way from the start, making it sound like a gigabit router when it never really was. But it was a supposedly fast router for a cheap price. Now, having said that, it should be easy to find out if your problem is the router or the cameras. Just run a speed test on your computer or try to stream a show if you have a smart TV and see what happens. If the router is struggling, it'll probably struggle for all streaming media. Now, you did mention multiple cameras, so the problem is still most likely the router. Uh, Just so you know, there is a world of difference between a $20 router and a $150 router. Oh, absolutely. Um, Usually, if you're doing the bare minimum, anything will do. But once you get into more data-intensive applications like video streaming, the cheaper devices tend to get overwhelmed pretty quickly and either slow way down or even freeze up and need to be constantly restarted. Now, if having access to the cameras is important to you, you may want to consider a more expensive router just for the reliability. Yeah, true. And I've had a couple of friends recently that said they ended up putting their security cameras on a separate device altogether, separate router, just to dedicate that. Now, mind you, they're still using their same bandwidth unless you also have a separate Internet service provider, which would be silly to pay two. But, I mean, there is that option as well. But, Nick, I hope we helped you out. Let us know what you end up doing because it will certainly help others in similar situations. And we would love it if you join us at intotomorrow.com, where, by the way, a little red box pops up asking only for your email address, which we don't share with anyone. And you put your email address. Watch for a subsequent email to confirm it's a double opt-in program because we don't spam anyone. And get our tech newsletter as well. Guys, by now, you've heard the great news. If you've wanted to try Viagra or Cialis, but were worried about the price, Blue Pills Direct can finally give you the results you've been looking for. Why pay almost $15 per pill when you can get the same results you need for only $2 per pill? That's right. Call today and receive 50 blue pills or 50 yellow pills for only $99. That's only $2 per pill and saves you almost $500 from your local pharmacy. Why wait? Call 888-914-4247 today and finally have those breathtaking toe-curling moments again and again. Call 888-914-4247 right now, and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Just call 888-914-4247. That's 888-914-4247. Call 888-914-4247. 
Born on the radio, raised by technology, you're tuned into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. And I'm Chris Graveline. It's time for our history major. IFA is one of the largest and oldest tech shows in the world. With this week's look back at IFA's historic past. Here's Chris Graveline. IFA, IFA, IFA. TV sets were black and white in the beginning, of course, but already in 1902, Otto von Bronck, a German engineer, received a patent for the first color television technology. NTSC, developed by General Sarnoff and his team in the U.S. several decades later, is based on this early concept. In fact, uh, in the early days, NTSC, people were saying, uh, meant uh, not the same color or never the same color. Never the same color. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, The first TV sets were as tiny as a postage stamp and showed only very unclear pictures with ugly stripes. But they were first shown at the German radio show, which is today known as IFA. Picture capturing and reception was done mechanically. Transmission was done by radio waves. Here I come to save the day. See, that's radio. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's this week's IFA update brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com where you'll see that tech is back. Yes, indeed. And we sure hope we're actually there in person again this year. So far, so good. That's the plan. So stay tuned. And if you're looking for a cool show to visit, join us at IFA in Berlin in September. During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 1-800-539-9460. That's 1-800-539-9460. 1-800-539-9460. United We Stand, 1-800-539-9460. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline in our 26th year on the air, covering the latest in consumer tech, products and services, all kinds of cool stuff available today and into tomorrow. Our next guest strives to make daily lives easier. Well, that got our attention right away by decoding human thoughts. Well, that really got our attention. We thought, what, a chip implant? I don't know. we got to find that out. Well, they do this with a next-generation smartphone keyboard. Check this out, especially for all my fellow Androids out there. Welcome the CEO and co-founder of TypeWise, David Eberly. Dave, welcome into tomorrow. Thanks for coming on. How are you? Thanks, Dave. Well, I'm doing, I'm doing great. Glad to have you with us. Uh, tell me about TypeWise, first of all, as a company, and then let's get into this particular app and, and why you found it helpful to provide it. It was one day, actually, it was also a, a winter day um, when uh, my, my former high school buddy, um, Janice, um, sent me a very, very long email. Uh, I was just staying over at a friend's house. <laughs> 
And he described in that email um, how he how we just uh, realized that we're on our phones while, you know, everything is brand new technology um, using the latest, you know, the latest uh, uh, chips and uh, and uh, biggest uh, touch screens. That one thing that we use about 80 times every day, which is the keyboard, Mm. um, it's still based on uh, technology that comes from the 19th century that was uh, created for typewriters. That's true. And and that um, that's the reason why, um, and maybe you've noticed it as well, uh, like when you think about it, that typing on a phone is very cumbersome. Um, it's, It's slow. It's error prone. Oh yeah. Um, you often wish, if it's more than like a sentence or two, that you had had a laptop keyboard, which would be somewhat more comfortable. Yeah, I tend <laughs> and, to dictate almost everything because I yeah. find it more painful than hunting and pecking on the small keyboard. <laughs> so. uh, absolutely. So I think there there have been there have been changes also over the past few years um, since we started the journey, and I think uh, dictation is obviously a, a big a big topic. Um, it's also not always usable if you're in a public space. Yeah. Um, if you want to do edits to your text, um, doing that by voice. Uh, oh, yeah. painful. <laughs> go back five words and change <laughs> yeah. this. And, yeah. No, I didn't mean that word. The other one. Um, yeah. <laughs> or, or worse, it actually uh, translates and dictates. Go back five words. Uh, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. You know, so yeah, it, it's painful. Yeah. So that's a good. That's a good point. And then, of course, trying to zero in on it on your phone is more difficult as well. So that you can go in and just manually delete, and by that time, it's not worth it. Which mm. is where apparently Typewise comes in. We really looked at, hey, how would you design a smartphone keyboard if you were to to make it from scratch? Um, and that's like the starting point was really the keys itself, which on the keyboard on, on the conventional keyboard that's one of the main reasons why 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 it's so difficult or, or why it's so cumbersome because the keys are very narrow they're small um, then you have to concentrate then you still miss the wrong like you you still miss the key you hit the wrong one. And then, worst of all, the autocorrection and does something you didn't want it to do. Yeah. Um, and it changes the word into something completely different. Um, and then it just becomes uh, frustrating. So, um, one, so the whole typewise, um, let's say, like typing uh, platform is built around three cornerstones. So, one cornerstone is that it's uh, fast and accurate. That's the whole intelligence um, that's built in. And we can talk about that in a second. The second point is that it's all private. So um, everything you type, um, it can be very sensitive uh, what you type. <laughs> and you don't want um, anyone um, that, you know, like any keyboard company um, to see that. So privacy, of course, is a concern, even with a smartphone keyboard. I mean, we talk about privacy in in sending and receiving emails and clicking links and doing that, but we don't tend to think about our keyboard as a privacy issue, but it is. Absolutely. Like, that's what I think most users are are not aware, um, is that everything goes through the keyboard. Mm. And... Now, now, keyboards nowadays, they all have built in like these text predictions. They have uh, autocorrection technology and so forth. We know from like a Google keyboard, from a, from a Microsoft Swift key, for example. Um, but those, those algorithms, they need to be fed with data. 
Hmm. Um, and what data is it? Well, it's a user data. And um, you can say, well, I'm using Telegram and I'm not using WhatsApp because I want to, to enjoy uh, privacy. Yeah. Uh, but you're not thinking on, on the level before, <laughs> um, which is equally important. And uh, that's, I think, the real difference that, that we want to make is by offering all the intelligence while um, offering the, uh, the privacy aspect as well. David, if you don't mind, we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk more with David Everly, the CEO and co-founder of TypeWise. TypeWise.app is their website, and we'll meet you at intotomorrow.com. Stay tuned. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at Blueberry.com. It's like a blueberry without the E's. So B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. As we were talking with the CEO and co-founder of TypeWise, David Eberly. And it's not like I, I want listeners who are, are not yet seeing the video where we're showing them how TypeWise can work. Uh, but for those who are just listening on the radio at the moment, it's not like this is a keyboard that takes over your whole screen so that you can't even see what you're doing. It does not do that. It, it's still the lower portion of your screen yeah. and gives you control. How would you describe it uh, to our radio audience before they can see the video uh, as to what it looks like and how it works. Sure. And that's the uh, third component, which is like the, the design. So it's really well designed for the age of smartphones. And you could imagine it being like a honeycomb structure oh, yeah. um, with, a, with um, hexagonal keys. Um, they're still like the actual letters are in a very, very similar spot. Um, so it's still the, uh, the like the QWERTY um, sequence um, that's that's very similar, but through the hexagonal um, key shape, um, we were able to make the keys seventy percent larger than they are on a regular keyboard without taking up more space. Because and of the way really you've laid them out, to, uh, which use typos. Yeah, the way you've laid them out makes it. Uh that we have much more convenience, I guess, in, in going after those keys. And it's hard to imagine until you can see it. But believe me, it this keyboard is cool. And it makes a difference to be able to say, well, first of all, I don't need my reading glasses to type on the phone with TypeWise. How does one get TypeWise? Other than the fact that, thank you in advance, you've provided several lifetime license codes for several of our listeners. So you may win one if you're an Android user and want to win one. Be sure and let us know when you call in to participate. Uh, but how does anyone else listening get typewise sure i mean it's available on on uh, apple app store and uh, google play store um, so just search for typewise uh, and uh, you will find it so it's available um, for iphone as well even though we've been yeah, stressing absolutely. android absolutely oh, okay yeah. terrific so either can use it uh, we'll just have the lifetime license codes for androids <laughs> but if yeah. at some point there's a way to get some for our iphoneies 
That's what I tend to call them because I'm an Android. Uh, then we'll share that with iPhone. But that's good to know. So both major platforms are are serviced by yeah. TypeWise. Yeah. Excellent. And the, the 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 app is available for free, so it's uh, no no ads. It's uh, it's absolutely free to use. Um, but there's a premium version, um, which just contains additional features. Terrific. Uh, and TypeWise.app. Great domain. Typewise.app is where you can get the info. And you've got to be able to just check it out, uh, whether you've seen the video here or not. There's additional cool graphics on your site that give us a, a much better idea of the layout and how it looks and how it works. Uh, I think it's it's very cool. As I said, this keyboard is cool. What's next for Typewise? Where are you headed into tomorrow? Yeah, good question. So, um, we're uh, announcing the version 3.0, um, which brings a totally new um, in level of intelligence. So visually, there's not much change um, to the keyboard itself, but the behavior of, of the autocorrection and, and all this uh, predictive writing will, will completely change. So we're working with a uh, leading uh, one of the world's leading uh, technology institutes. It's called ETH Zurich. Um, it's like the MIT of Europe. Okay. Uh, they're also leading leading the tables. <laughs> yeah. Um, as part of a, a government-supported uh, like R&D project. And this is now um, going live very soon. And the benefit is that uh, the, the, the users will... And, and that's really now about this decoding human thoughts, that we interpret based on what keys you have pressed and where you have pressed and how fast you have pressed and what you've done in the past and what language you're typing in and what your typical behavior is to to write the text as you intended to do it terrific um, so it should it should really be and and you can write in slang or or in dialect that's fine um, so you don't have to write a standard English, but you can really um, use those names and words that that you know that might be um, in you know in in your community um, mm-hmm. like typical, uh, maybe especially for for I think it's relevant for younger people um, and typewise just can 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 deal with this uh, like like very well. There's also like an undo button, so if you disagree. Um, with any automatic correction of the system, you just tap then the undo button. It's automatically reverted. You, like you don't have to go back and change it, but Good. the word is automatically reverted. And also the intelligence learns from this interaction. Um, so then in the future, you don't have to constantly press undo for the same name. Yeah. Uh, that would be a bit... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so so redundant and uh, repetitive. Yeah. David, continued good luck. Keep us informed about uh, your additional progress and, and more things coming out of TypeWise. And we'll be happy to share that with our audience. And we thank you for spending a few minutes with us. Good luck to you guys. Absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity. Appreciate it. It's our pleasure. Again, typewise.app. David Eberly, the CEO and co-founder of TypeWise. We'll get you there when you hit us up at intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline as Into Tomorrow continues right here on the Advanced Media Network.
Do you take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. And into tomorrow, tech tidbit for your listening pleasure. When signing up to iTunes, if you still want to do that sort of thing on limited devices, if you accept their terms and conditions, you agree to not use it to make nuclear weapons. Oh, darn. (laughs) But isn't that bizarre? I mean, that just goes to show how few people, if any, read terms and conditions for anything. Now I'm going to have to start reading all these things just to see what they bury in them. <laughs> yeah, but you, all the ones you'll read probably won't have anything cute and funny and weird. And true. And you'll go, well, that just took 20 minutes of my life. I'll never get back. Yeah. Or more. Anyway, this is Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. And I'm Chris Graveline. And this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Dexcom, the only continuous glucose monitor FDA permitted for kids aged two years and up. Visit Dexcom.com for more information. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com. David in Lincoln Park, Michigan. Welcome Into Tomorrow. By the way, he has to hear us now on our free Into Tomorrow podcasts. Hi, Dave. Love your show. I was just wondering, why is it that in the days of Commodore 64s, 128s, and Amigas, that cool games and programs ran on minimal storage and speed just fine, and now everything takes massive storage and speed to work? Thank you for your thoughts and a fine program. Well, thank you, David, very, very much. And what a good question, because you hit the nail on the head. It is frustrating, David. It's because they were crap. We say that lovingly, of course. Uh, You may remember them as cool games, but they were extremely basic, especially related to today. Go play them again if you want to see how they hold up. You can play much better games than the ones that you played on those devices on a $5 Raspberry Pi. Just install RetroPie, P-I, and you'll be able to play games that were released with the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, various Sega platforms, and more. Yeah, but some of us, you know, used to like dying of dysentery as we played Oregon Trail on those old monochrome computers. And You yeah. died of dysentery? Well, yeah. If, oh. if you don't know Oregon Trail, then I'm, I'm sorry. See, I've never I been a gamer sorry. even back then. But I think people, maybe like David, can relate to what you're talking about. Now, the hardware um, is both cheap and as minimal as they come. And the games are miles ahead of Commodore 64 and Amiga games. But if you compare them to what you can play on modern consoles or PCs, well, they're also crap. (laughs) Um, But don't think of it as your phone is more powerful than the Commodore 64. Think of it as the shutter button in your camera app 
uses an image that displays more colors and takes up more room than those computers were capable of, let alone the pictures that the camera takes. So better things are usually more resource intensive. Okay, you have to bring up a good point. Because that really is a good point. Yeah, especially when you think about that even your phone these days has more computing power than the, the lander that went to the moon. Of course. Well, and that's something that a lot of folks are fond of, of talking about, that you carry in your pocket or purse or otherwise. It, it, it blows you away. And especially if you're a young person and go, no, that's not possible. It is possible. That was absolutely the case. It's just hard for people to actually relate to in many cases. Yeah. When you participate on the program, would you like any of the following particular prizes? No promises, no guarantees, but do tell us when you call into the show, and we will do our best to get that item to you. We got a bunch of goodies, for example, from Chipolo, the Chipolo One Item Finder that Apple basically has now stolen from with their AirTag. You can find your keys, your phone, your backpack, whatever, in seconds. From Pet Peanut, we've got some of their Pet Peanuts. They're a fun new way to manage your tech rage. Very true. If you have not yet done your taxes, because you are able to extend that now until May 15th, right? IRS uh, being the the wonderful people they are (laughs) extended that. But if you haven't, we're sorry to remind you, but you still got to get them done. We've got online codes good for any of the TurboTax products to help you file your income tax fast and easily. And they include, if you need them, we don't here in Florida, but state returns as well. Just ask for one of those if you need it. From Razor, we've got some Black Widow Lite silent mechanical keyboards to up your productivity. Some of us love these mechanical keyboards. You I, I, do. I, I mean, like hearing that click when I hit the town. You know, reminds see, me. That's nuts. It reminds me of the old IBM Selectric typewriter that I used to use. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Chris dating himself again even more. Piggy Pro phone stands available from Killer Concepts. These are razor-thin stands that stick to the back of any phone. And these are very handy to have. And from Colop, we've got some eMark handheld printer with accessories. This is a new era for mobile printing. Looks kind of like an oversized mouse. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but they're actual mobile portable printers, which is really cool if you think about it. There's all kinds of opportunities. And by the way, all you need to do is participate on the program. We want to hear you. You can send the occasional email or snail mail or whatever. But hearing you, we are radio predominantly after all, is the key. And the newest way is to stop by intotomorrow.com on any browser, which, I mean, you need a browser to get to intotomorrow.com. Do you? Yeah. Okay. If your device can get to intotomorrow.com, you can then send us an audio question that way. On the right side of the page, there's going to be a little uh, red uh, Ask Dave button with a microphone on it. Ask. Ask Dave. Get that K out. But you can record using whatever microphone is connected to whatever device you're on and send us an audio question or a comment or a help for our listeners, some tech rage. There you go. Tell us some of the tech you use in your childhood so I don't feel so old. Yeah. <laughs> help Chris out, will you? <laughs> Listeners helping Chris uh, realize how old he is with technology. But that's just one of many ways you can also call the following toll-free number from anywhere in North America, anytime, 24-7. 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Or... Message to Studio is on the Into Tomorrow app. Make sure you have the latest, greatest, updated version, and we'll meet you at intotomorrow.com. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. 
to participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7. Use our free Into Tomorrow app for your iPhone, Android, and netbooks. Available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. Tomorrow.